tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. What does it mean to be a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur? Our guest today is an author, an executive, an actor, a singer, a composer, and a mom, and just an all-around fun person. Allison Hernandez is my guest today. Allison, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mark. So excited to be here. Well, it's exciting to be in Allison's creative space. It's an audio podcast, but if you're looking at the background, let, describe it a little bit for us, Allison. You called it your unicorn creative space. You've got <laughs> yes. a lot of creative inspiration surrounding you right now. Paint the picture I, for us. I do. Well, about a week into COVID, so now that was like two years ago, I went to the hardware store with my family and bought the brightest turquoise green paint that I could find uh, to paint half of my office. So I have accent walls in, in a, a deep turquoise. Uh, and then I also have a painting of a unicorn that um, a dear friend and my old assistant from my last corporate job painted for me. I have playbills of multiple Broadway shows behind me um, because Broadway and musicals are my passion. And what else? Um, lots of colorful things behind me. My book, my new book, yeah, uh, the, Ballad the of Dreams. And lamps and so, and, and that's yeah. really what we want to talk about, Allison. So I'm glad you got us back to the topic. Uh, we want to talk about Allison's new book. It's called Ballad of Dreams. And it's been described as a love letter to New York City, uh, Broadway theater in general, and specifically your grandmother and maybe a great aunt, I think. Uh, yes. Tell us about Ballad of Dreams. Yeah, Ballad of Dreams is is really a love letter for sure. It's my love letter to all of those things and to all of those people. Um, it's inspired by my grandmother, my uh, my grandmother Marie, who passed away almost four years ago now at ninety six years of age, and she was the matriarch of my enormous Irish Catholic family, and she had thirteen children. So you can imagine just from that, that fact alone, there's a lot of drama that I could write about. And the other character that it's inspired about is uh, my great aunt, Laura, and she lived in New York city where my grandmother grew up in, in the burbs of Jersey as, as have I, and my great aunt um, never had children. And she was married to a talent scout who um, had a very big fancy life and they lived in this gorgeous apartment on Central Park West overlooking the park. And uh, they lived very, very different lives, my, my grandmother and my great aunt. And I was really inspired to write a story about two strong women in my family um, and their drastic different trajectories of their life and their life choices, their friendship, right? All of the ups and downs of the choices that they had to make. The bulk of the story is in the 1940s. I should have started with that. So really looking at um, how much has changed for women and how everything is still exactly the same. The same mm -hmm. choices that my grandmother and my great aunt were facing in the 40s, I'm facing now as a 40 plus year old woman, mother, wife, mm -hmm. creative. Um, and so that's really at the heart of why I started writing and, and I just kept going. It started as a musical actually. Well, this um, is what was so interesting. You know, I've read that, okay, it was going to be a musical, 
And now, I mean, Ballad of Dreams. I can't wait to see it on one of those playbills. Yes, uh, me too. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about that transition, but also maybe speaking of uh, Dreams Still Alive, uh, are we still hoping that it could be a musical? Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, it started... It started as a full musical. I wrote over, wrote, meaning wrote the book, like the book of the musical. And I also composed over 30 songs uh, and was going down that path. I did two readings of it in New York City with a bunch of amazingly talented actor friends of mine. Um, I studied musical theater at Syracuse. So I have a very large uh, network in the New York City community of musical theater performers. So we did two readings of it in New York you know, sang the songs, read the script, got feedback, then did it again, you know, went back to the drawing board, edited, went back again. And then COVID happened and the theater literally shut down. There was no theater for over a year. And, you know, I really had, um, I had a lot of time at home in my office with my laptop, with my family. And I got feedback from three different people in the theater world that said, you know, this could really work as a novel. And have you thought about converting it into a novel? And I thought they were crazy. I was like, no, it's a musical. You're wrong. <laughs> it's like I wrote it for music. And then once I heard that feedback the third time, I said, you know what? I think maybe I should listen to this feedback. And I really leaned into, you know, opening my mind to what it could be and not just what I set out for it to be, that it's a musical and that it's supposed to be on stage. And when I really kind of let go of that, of what I wanted it to be and what it could be, like, you know, the sky was the limit of my creativity. And then all these doors opened to, to make it into, make it into a novel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And isn't that interesting? I mean, sometimes we think we're focused on the medium, you know, or the way the story is told, whether it's musical or film or song, or in this case, novel, but isn't the story the essence anyway? You know, sometimes Absolutely. it comes down to it and you say, whatever the way I need to get the story out, I need to get the story out. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And that, I think I said those exact words was, I don't care how this story comes comes to be in the in the universe i just need it out in the universe i need people to be able to read it to experience it whether it's by the written word seeing it on stage listening to the music and um yeah once i accepted that it was like my art doesn't have to be just one thing because we are not just one thing so why the hell can it be a book a musical a soundtrack a stage play a netflix miniseries like all the things i have enough content for it to be all of those things all of so. those things and listeners i can guarantee on your desk right now and on your desktop you have enough content for all the things allison just listed so yes. pick one of those and let's get it on make it yes. happen so get going. Allison, i love the first line of your Amazon book uh, description. And it says it's never too late to make a new dream. Mm. And it seems like not only part of the story itself and the love letter in the book, but of this idea of your story. How do those two things converge for you? Full circle, completely full circle. A big part of the reason and the impetus of why I started this project, which started at this point four years ago, I started it the week that 
okay, maybe not the week, the week after my grandmother passed away, which was the same week that I turned 40. So I had what I would call a midlife creative crisis. And I had all of those questions like circling in my head of what about my life choices? And, you know, I put my dream of Broadway on hold to be a mom. And I made a very distinct decision to do that. And I was questioning all of those, those questions. Like, is it too late? Is this, is this it? Is this my life? Am I just a mother? Am I just a wife? Am I just a friend? Am I just a creative director, you know, learning and development director at the time Uh, I've had a 20 year career in, in corporate HR and all of those questions were circling in my head. And, and that's a lot of what started pouring out of me. It was like telling grandma's story and telling my aunt Laura's story, but through my story and, and knowing, okay, wait. So if I'm having these questions as a 40 year old mom and missing the part of me that was creative, that is creative, that is a performer that has so much in me, so many emotions, so many ideas to share with the world, then I wonder if my grandmother felt the same way. And I only have two kids. She had 13. I can't even imagine. So yeah, I mean, writing that, that the lyric, that's actually lyrics to a song called It's Never Too Late. Um, And I truly believe that. And yes, it is manifesting itself in the way this project has, you know, unlocked my creativity for lack of a better phrase. Yes. Love the (laughs) phrase though. But it it raises so many, you know, my curiosity is so peaked. I mean, one, the, your grandmother with the 13 children and the, the dreams, you know, do you ever feel like she was putting those dreams aside or on hold or putting someone else's dreams ahead of her? I think we all do as mothers. You know, I think there's different mothers, parents fill in the gap for Mm -hmm. whatever caretaking role you might have. But I think specifically for mothers, if you're the main caretaker, there are big sacrifices you have to make and, and you can't be having babies in your (laughs) sixties. Like you just (laughs) physically can't be. So, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I didn't get to interview her to ask her all the questions that I wanted to. I luckily wrote a paper in college that was called my immigrant saga. I was an English minor, believe it or not. And, uh, it's really coming in handy now being an author, but, um, it was this class called the immigrant saga and we had to interview our grandparents and write about our actual immigrant saga from both sides of our family. And so I did interview her and I still have the paper. Um, And there were lots of nuggets that I used for the book, but it wasn't getting at like the core of her. It was getting our family history, you know, but there was still lots of gems in there that I, that I got to use. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wanted to circle back to something you said too, that, you know, and we've all experienced this as the creative crisis, you know, comes and goes, but this, am I just, Mm -hmm. and you sort of put that adjective in front of a lot of different titles and roles we have in our lives, but you know, am I just this, isn't there more, How how did that manifest to you? Yeah, for me, it manifested into a heck of a lot of songs (laughs) and (laughs) lyrics, And the one specifically that came out was the original title of the musical was called Mother of the Century. 
And I sat down and I wrote this song called Mother of the Century. And it was really asking those questions, but through my grandmother's life, you know, and my imagination, fictionalizing her life through those questions of, you know, is this it? Is this all I meant to be? Is this all I was made for? Mother of the Century having those, those feelings and emotions, but putting myself literally in what her shoes might've felt like in the 1940s, where there were even less choices than, than what I have at this stage in my life. Right. Well, and thinking about your different roles in your life, you know, I think about the duality, the both sides of your brain that's happening in leadership development and HR and in authorship, writing musicals and soundtracks and novels. I guess if people know you as the author, they go, whoa, you're, you're an HR leadership development expert or the other way around. What? You wrote a book? <laughs> I, I, How have yes. each of those uh, come out in your daily life? Yes, it's really funny that I, I do. I'm, I kind of have a split personality <laughs> a little bit. And the past year, I've really been trying to embrace and blend and integrate all of those parts of me to really, you know, to really embrace and say, Hey, like, no, I'm not just Allison, the creative. I am also a badass businesswoman. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have led teams. I have built leadership development programs. I coach CEOs. Like I, I do have that whole other world that I do think both of them complement each other. And it's, it's funny at one stage in my career, I'd say, maybe five-ish years ago, I was putting so much pressure on myself for the big corporate job that I had at the time. And when the musical came to fruition and started coming out of me, it really just freed me up. Like, oh, okay. Like that person's opinion of me does not matter. Right. Or whether I get this quick win or not, like the sky is not falling because there's more to me than just this latest initiative. And so the, the creative outlet of writing, of writing and using my imagination and tapping back into that side of me, I think really helped me balance me out more (laughs) in my corporate job. Well, Um, and I know listeners are going to be motivated by this, but also, I guess, what would you say to someone maybe listening that says, boy, that sounds like superwoman to me. You know, you don't understand. I have a busy life. You don't understand. I'm on the Zoom 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. The kids are on the other Zoom, you know, behind me yes. the other 14 hours. And we're all trying to figure it out. When am I going to find the time and space to be creative? Yeah. What, yeah. what did you find? And what could you say to somebody who's experiencing that? I think so many creatives struggle with that. Um, for me, I took advantage of the in-between, you know, people would ask me when I still had a full-time job and now, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I do have more time to be Mm -hmm. creative. Um, but I would say I wrote in the in-between, I would be driving to work and I would literally be singing into my voice memo in my car. And sometimes I'd pull over because I'd be a little afraid right. <laughs> how safe I was being. A driving tip. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't want to get in an accident, but I also don't want to lose this melody. So hold, please. Um, but I would really utilize dead time, you know, whether again, this was pre-COVID. So commuting was a thing still then, right? Like driving to your office. Um going on business trips, being on a plane, being on a train. Like I would take advantage of that time 
um, that, yeah, maybe I probably should have been doing emails or other businessy things, but I would let my brain wander and I would, I would take advantage of that time. Uh, however bumpy the long Island, long Island railroad might've been that afternoon. Exactly. Um, I would take advantage of that. But I think for, for other creatives, it's just take that one step. Like no one said you have to block out an hour of creativity a day, a week. It's what's that one thing that you're going to commit to and start small, one thing, mm -hmm. write one poem, write one line, you know, sing one line of one song. <laughs> like, that's more than you were doing the day before. And then when you finally said it's time to publish the book, you know, we always talk about the confidence to know when it's done, when it's mm -hmm. ready, when it's mm -hmm. ready to produce, print, you know, record, whatever the case is, you got to hit the release button. When did you know? Well, I actually don't think I did know. I think I had a deadline. And so it had to be done. <laughs> it well, had to I be ready. <laughs> there's, a, there's nothing like a deadline for a creative person. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, with, with writing the musical, I think I could still be on like draft 8,052, you know, at this stage. And with the book, it was like, no, you have a deadline and you have to get it to copy editing by this day. And if you don't, you're not going to publish in time. Mm -hmm. So that's it, that it had to be ready. And I, and I had to let go of this isn't going to be perfect, but this is, I feel really good about the structure. I mean, I had a stage, I started writing it um, completely non-linearly. And so it was really like jumping back and forth in time, but not in, it was structured in a way that was um, connected to Audrey's emotions. And, and I really loved this outline and I loved how creative it was and how I was pulling chapters and scenes together that all related to love or to loss or to friendship. And, and then after my editors read it and a couple beta readers, they're like, we're really confused. <laughs> and <laughs> I had to take that entire outline apart, take it apart and put it back together. And that was really painful, <laughs> really, really, really painful work. Um, but now I'm really happy that I did it because mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night knowing that if someone was confused by page two or page four, they're going to stop reading. And mm -hmm. I don't want my hubris, right. I don't want my hubris of my good idea to stop someone from, from finishing the book. So Right. Um, I got through that, that creative jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and so I did feel good by the time it was, uh, time to go to proofreading. Uh, so good. Well, Allison, people are going to want to know uh, how to connect with you and follow you and learn more about the book and your work in general, and then, uh, stay in touch. I'm sure. How can they uh, find you? Absolutely. Yeah. So my website is allisonhernandez.net. You can follow me on Facebook. Allison Hernandez, LinkedIn, Allison Hernandez, uh, Instagram, Allison Hernandez underscore extra. And I just got back onto Twitter. I don't really know how to use it, but I am on there as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to be on Twitter. Right. right. Uh, but you know, what is it like a creative person to say? I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway. That's a good, exactly. that's good inspiration right there. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, you were talking about your network and connections. And here we've been talking about who else might want to know and follow your work. What, what connections are you still hoping to build? What are, what are you looking to expand your network and the, the capabilities that you might want to draw on? Yeah, well, right now I'm in a really exciting stage of building a team to record the soundtrack of the music. 
So I had done an Indiegogo campaign over the summer to cover the publishing costs. And that also included raising funds to record the music, uh, which as you've all heard now, that's how this whole story started, uh, was from the music. So I'm reaching out and I'm talking to producers and musical directors, um, in the New York area. So that that's really the exciting stage I'm at right now. Um, and then after that, really it's Broadway producers, it's, uh, producers of TV shows of Netflix of doing like a movie musical or a movie, a movie mini series musical. I don't even know what order that should all go in. Um, but I, again, I can really see this, um, as a series and I could see it on stage as well. So I I'm committed to it being not just one thing and I'm really open to, you know, where it leads me. Let it come. I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, li <laughs> listeners, someday you'll be sitting in a seat in, on Broadway uh, watching Ballad of Dreams or whatever it will be called then. Yes. Starring your favorite Broadway <laughs> actors. <laughs> and you'll yes. say, I heard it here first on yes. Unlocking Your World of Creativity. <laughs> Allison, it's been so great to talk to you. I've really Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank you. So much and fun, thanks Mark. Thanks for the Thank encouragement you. and the inspiration. Listeners, Absolutely. it's called Ballad of Dreams. And you can find it anywhere you buy books. And my guest has been Allison Hernandez, multi-passionate creative entrepreneur in multiple roles, multiple creative inspirations. And uh, it's been so glad to connect. So come back again and we'll continue our around the world travels to talk to creative practitioners like Allison, who are inspired with new ideas, but also then take it the next step and organize those ideas, create the connections and have the confidence to launch their work out into the world. That's what our podcast is all about. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. Take care. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.